the once ubiquitous mmm toasty Quiznos sandwich chain, which had 4,700 locations in 2007, closed over 90% of their stores in the space of the following decade. It was the largest and fastest collapse in industry history. And now a moment of silence for the fallen Quiznos sandwich stores. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John. Just John? Just John this week. Oh. Together we're Henry and Just John this week coming at you to discuss the tasty happenings of that there zeitgeist in order to make the world a sandwich. I truly... Don't know how Quiznos ever succeeded, because for anyone who was alive in the early 2000s, I, I think we can both agree, Subway was having a real moment. Everyone always wanted to eat at a Subway in the early 2000s, and I'm going to say through to the mid-2010s. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, yes, yeah, a, a Subway opened up in my podunk little swamp town in Louisiana, and it... I, there was a line. There was a line to get into the subway. This was the newest technology of sandwiches. I mean, it was a real revelation. As crazy as it sounds, it was nice to have food that you could kind of make your own way. I know that there was a, a pretty consistent conversation that's like, hey, do you want to go subway? Yeah. A Quiznos is closer. Do you want to go there? No. Uh, I... It has been probably floated to me hundreds of times the idea that we could go to a Quiznos, and I have never once gone to a Quiznos. I was about to say the same thing. I've never, I never got the chance to go to a Quiznos to ever taste how good or bad the sandwiches were, um, mostly because they could not penetrate the swamp barrier that hugged my town to death. They also can't toast sandwiches in the oppressive humidity of the swamp. <laughs> There's just no actually we just don't have heat we just have damp. Yeah, that for the in subway the bread is just like brought up to ambient room temperature and that combined with the humidity makes it like nice and warm and soft. Yeah, they 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 don't say would you like that toasted. They were like would you like that brought outside for a few seconds? <laughs> would you like that aired out? Yeah, would you like that dampened? We we, can, we make a mean dampened sandwich. We can have an airboat go by it for a second if you want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, never went to a Quiznos. Uh, the only, literally, the only thing I know about Quiznos is uh, they for a while had like rats. They had rats that would sing a Quiznos song. Yeah, they had one of the, mo the, the one of the strongest, most viral campaigns of our childhoods that shaped an entire generation to be deathly afraid of Quiznos sandwiches. Because they were, they were rats with a weird, deformed human mouths. It's really... Uh, Quiznos, for what it's worth, really presaged uh, a certain school of advertising that persisted for like 15 years. Right. The weird, random kind of school of ad advertising that I think finally died with this. It was a campaign for an energy drink that was like Puppy Monkey Baby. Do you remember this? No, I do not remember Puppy Monkey Baby. Good. It's not worth remembering, but I think that's where like, oh, we're just going to throw random shit to see if it can go viral at the screen. Uh, I think that's where that movement died. 
Yeah, I think the the zenith of that movement, or at least the the preeminent figures, were of course Burger King and Old Spice. Really, really kind of killed it with ad campaigns that uh, were very avant garde and uh, and raw, random glomp. I'm on um, a horse. I'm on a horse. I am a horse. It's I the am sneak a horse. King, of course. Oh the, the yeah, Burger King King. Uh, but no, quiz. Rest in peace, Quiznos. I'm sure your sandwiches were fine. I think your whole thing was that you just toasted the hell out of them. It's true. Maybe they were the reason Subway started toasting their sandwiches. I mean, I gotta say, as someone who ate a lot of Subway over the years and never went to a Quiznos, you're a fool if you don't ask them to toast that sandwich. That you have to. That it's bread so is so much. It's so much. Actually, the idea that Subway maybe didn't toast them before Quiznos is so insane to me. Uh, so I guess Quiznos really nailed it. Yeah, I guess they did. Gotta they say it. though, if if your one competitive advantage is we have an oven, you're gonna lose that competitive advantage pretty quickly. Yeah, because they can just put ovens in the stores, which they did. <laughs> they did, and they uh, did. you see where Quiznos is at right now. Yep. Well, rest in peace, Quiznos. I think 10% of you are still out there. I don't know. I don't know when that fact was from. I just found it randomly. Don't look too closely into it. But, John, I have an update for our Zeit Bingo. Oh, my God. Zeit Bingo update. Is it Big Pants? It's not Big Pants. I'm sorry. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also not something we can cross out. Because while we got very close, there's a technicality. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard the news today, but hundreds of flights are delayed and grounded today. <gasps> oh my god, so close. The only problem is it's Southwest Airlines again. <laughs> Damn it. And t- I, what I said was another airline has a catastrophic meltdown, uh, but Southwest is all people remember. So technically, I don't think this counts, but hundreds of Southwest airline flights were delayed after technical issues that prompted the airline to temporary, temporarily halt its operations on Tuesday morning. Uh, not good for Southwest. No, this is, I think this is two strikes. Yeah, two strikes. Third strike, all their planes get blown up. Yeah, by terrorists that we allow into the nation. Yeah, they're, they're just champing at the bit. We're like, okay, go get them. Yeah, it's like, well, who better to punish an airline than I don't want to finish the sentence? You know, you know, you think TSA is out there doing nothing, but turns out <laughs> every, every time they catch some kind of extremist from any faith who wants to blow up a plan, a plane, a plan, it was a plan to blow up a plane. They, they just put them in a big cage. Yeah. And then they just show them pictures of airplanes all day to get them riled up and then they let them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like when you don't feed a dog and you're a villain. It's like these dogs haven't eaten in three days, and you mm-hmm. look like a tasty steak to them. We do that with airplanes and terrorists. Yeah, and they're all like Mormon extremists. <laughs> it's the worst. They're, yeah, they're they're either in you know that that white shirt black tie combo or whatever luddites wear glasses. Classes. Yeah, it's just really important for me to state that all these uh, terrorists that we're talking about are religions that are funny. <laughs> yes. And 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 not real religions, and yeah. I'm not being offensive. The, the, the weird ones are the Pastafarian terrorists. Yeah, no, they, uh, they're, they're just really mad that people stopped thinking their shtick was funny in 2004. Yeah. Uh, the Federal Aviation Administra- Administration initiated the ground stop at the airline's request, citing, quote, equipment issues. Hmm. 
Uh, the ground stop was soon lifted, and then a tweet at 11.35 a.m. Eastern, Southwest said it had resumed operations. Uh, but it delayed 1,820 flights, or 43% of its schedule, as of just afternoon Tuesday, according to Flight Aware. That's gonna that's gonna stink if you're the person who bought a Southwest ticket. You're like, surely, it's not gonna happen again. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like the 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 very incorrect saying says, "Lightning never strikes in the same place twice." However, lightning strikes planes all the time. I just want people to know if uh, lightning never struck in the same place twice, lightning rods literally would serve no purpose. Obviously, oh, you, lightning strikes in the same place. You gotta move them every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, no, it's not working. It's not ionized anymore. Let's move it two centimeters to the right. Oh, there we go. That's a connection. Yeah, no. And you'd think we would have covered the entire Earth in lightning rods, so lightning would never strike the Earth again. But scientists uh, are too yeah. busy putting microchips in damn vaccines. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yes, scientists are too busy. Not... That's all scientists do now. <laughs> it's not, they're not wiretapping phones. A much easier way to track people. No, they're microchipping us. Yeah, they're they're putting microchips in these damn vaccines. <laughs> oh my god! I and can't. they're tracking our every movement because there is no other thing in our life that tracks all of our movements and activities, and it's all for Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates, who retired and has nothing to do with anything anymore. Man, people are really stupid. It for is putting absolutely microchips true. and vaccines. Oh yeah, they're dumb for doing that. So dumb. I'll never take yeah. one. I'm me. Mm, not gonna say that. Uh, John, I have a Zeitgeist bingo update. What? Yeah. Uh, is it big but pants. It's not big pants. God damn it. But uh, and it's also not something we can cross off. Okay, but we're inching ever slightly closer to the bankruptcy of Twitter. Okay, okay. Uh, just this week, this is good news for me in many ways. Yeah, just this week, uh, NPR and another major news organization quit Twitter altogether after being falsely labeled as state-affiliated media. Okay, yeah. Um, so NPR will no longer post fresh content to its 52 official Twitter feeds, becoming the first major news organization to go silent on the social media platform and explaining its decision. NPR cited Twitter's decision to first label the network state affiliated media, the same term it uses for propaganda outlets in Russia, China, okay. and other autocratic countries. Dumb, dumb. The decision by Twitter last week took the public radio network off guard. When queried by NPR tech reporter Bobby Allen, Twitter owner Elon Musk asked how NPR functioned. <laughs> okay, cool, great. Uh, Elon Musk continuing to be not, not, not a stupid man. <laughs> very smart, very shrewd. <laughs> hey, hey, Elon Musk. What's the deal? Why did you do this? How do how do you how does your whole what's your whole deal? What's your deal in PR? <laughs> what's your how what's this journalism <laughs> of which you speak? <laughs> uh, Twitter then revised its label on NPR's account to quote government funded media, 
Uh, the news organization says that is inaccurate and misleading, given that NPR is a private nonprofit company with editorial independence. <laughs> it relieves, I... it relieves, it receives less than one percent of its three hundred million dollar annual budget from the federally funded Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is it. I, I think that this is actually a pretty decent indicator of the. Uh, of the loudening death knell of Twitter. Cause I think Twitter's like real use now is as a lightweight news delivery platform. Because if you've ever tried to get news, like go to NPR's website or go to Yahoo finance or anything, uh, actually trying to find the news is pretty horrible. Uh, and a lot of people just go to Twitter to get news and people's takes on the news in a super digestible format. Yeah, I have to agree, um, because sometimes I'll come across a news story on, let's say, I don't know, some type of news aggregate website like Reddit, and uh, I, I want to double-check this. I want to make sure what I'm reading is actually happening, so I'll go to Google, type in whatever the subject is, and then hit the news tab, and like... I don't know. Seven times out of ten, I get news from either weeks or months ago. It's, yeah, it's useless. It's useless. Absolutely. They should get rid of the news tab. <laughs> yeah, the news tab absolutely does nothing. No matter how many times I Google Big Pants News. Oh, remind! I have an update about the pants, by the way. I also me. have an update about the pants. Oh, you do? I do. Okay, well, let's wrap up. Uh, so it's not happened quite yet, but uh, I think, like you said, this is another just indicator uh, that we are going to be able to cross that binger, binger square. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that bingo square off soon as uh, Twitter... I also in other news, Twitter like facing a, is facing a fine in Germany uh, to the tune of more money than it's worth. So that's pretty fun too. That is fun. Gotta I, gotta love Germany, modern day Germany. Gotta love modern day Germany. Don't look absolutely into, don't don't look too closely into their past. No, yeah, don't 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 yeah. don't. But uh, so yeah, pants update. We're just flying from update to update. We're gonna get to the show soon. Can, can I make a, a real quick? Aside. What's up, buddy? I'm sorry. Am I going Just, too fast? No, a very, a very quick aside uh, that I feel like I want to get on record. Unfortunately, John said a number of things here that he regrets or no longer stands by. He also used a seemingly innocent turn of phrase that ended up being probably the most offensive thing ever said on the podcast, and then they googled which country has the most vegans. So we're saving you four minutes and John's reputation by scrubbing it all. You're welcome. Pants update. Pants update. Yeah, uh, we actually got a write-in about the rule-breaking pants that you were talking about at the end of last week's episode. Oh my god, and those Margella pumps? Just the pants, buddy. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. But remind the people, the good people at home who maybe didn't listen to last week's episode, what were you talking about? Uh, there was a sycophantic article written about some celebrity wearing rule-breaking big white pants. Correct. Yes, that is correct. And we questioned, how can pants be rule-breaking? And uh, John, there are rules for wearing pants. There are pant rules. 
Uh, number one, you have to wear them in public. Okay. That's, yeah, that's I mean, number one, that's got to be it. Well, you that. can wear like a skirt or a kilt. Well, in this, for the sake of this conversation, all bottoms are now considered pants. Oh, of course, it was Zoe Saldana or Saldana. She's got an Enya over the end. We talked about this. But of course, her big white rule breaking pants, cropped cardigan, polarizing Maison Margiela, tabby ankle strap pumps. So you, um, might, you might be familiar with these, the latter half of this rule. Because I, I've heard it quoted a, a lot. You might be familiar with this. And the folks at home, you might be familiar with this, too. Um, you can't wear white after Labor Day. Uh-huh. That is uh, a, a lot of people have heard that. Right. Exactly. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, everyone's talking about A lot of people have said. A lot of people are saying you cannot wear Everybody's white. Everybody's saying it. Everybody's saying it. A lot, of, a lot of good people, a lot of good, smart people are saying you cannot wear white after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't know this. And uh, our good friends, good friend, she's one person. <laughs> our good friend Ashley wrote in uh, to explain that there's a second, a first part of that rule: you cannot wear white pants before Easter. Oh, you know, I really thought it was going to be you can't wear white pants before Labor Day. <laughs> it's like don't feed them after midnight. It's always after midnight. Yeah, uh, you can only wear it on. Hold on. You can all, you can't wear it before Easter or after Labor Day. That is correct. So Easter's what? April? Uh it it does move around, but let's say from early March to late May. Uh, I don't think it's see. ever that late in May. Maybe late April. From early March to late a- April. Why is it not telling me when Labor Day is? Uh Labor Day is always the first Monday of September. Okay, so from April to September, what's that? The fourth month to the ninth month. You mean to tell me you have maybe five months to wear white pants? Apparently, yes. Um, Oh, man. Yeah, Uh, and and I was shocked, so I I responded not before Easter and actually uh, added on, yes, because people pull out the white pants for church prom, and I should have asked more questions because I am confused about church prom. Yeah, prom. I uh, should have asked more. I, this is a failing on my part. Yeah, I think I can help a little bit. Prom, I think, is short for promenade. That's is that that's the area that links all of the areas of the cruise ship together, right? Yes, yes, yes. And a church is a place of worship, so one has to assume it is a church boat. Ah, now we've gotten mm-hmm. to the meat of it yes. all. <laughs> big church boat much like the sea the sea the sea core sea org of scientology a church boat there's a sea organization of scientology oh it was a whole thing my good man you have to read about the sea org about l ron hubbard throwing people off of a battleship the sea org is without a doubt the most normal thing about scientology um, I don't want to say crazy because that word is overly stigmatized, means a lot, and also Scientologists are crazy. Uh, but no, read read about the Sea Org; it's a lot. Uh, do you have okay? Do I just go Google Sea Org, or do you have any anything specific I should read? Uh, there's a really good episode of a podcast about it. You can you can mention it. It's called Behind the Bastards. Oh, I love them. I've never listened to an episode. 
Oh, you should really listen to all their L. Ron Hubbard episodes. They're truly the best. Okay. Well, I'll note that and never do it. Sounds like a plan. What were we talking about? Church boat white pants. White pants. Yeah. So thank you, Ashley, for writing. And I do believe we got permission for her to <laughs> from her to use her name. I'm remembering that, I think. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for writing in and explaining the white pants rules because we are ignorant and did not know them. No, we are. We are very ignorant. I'll wait. You know, I actually bought one pair of white pants and then my wife made fun of me so much that I never wore them again. Amazing. So I'll never wear white pants. But more power to Zoe Saldana for wearing those rule-breaking Easter pants. Yes, more power to her. Break the traditional norms. Throw that yoke off. Uh, yeah, yes, queen, as yes, they throw said. Throw off the yoke of your oppressors. You can wear any color pants you want to whenever you want. Honestly, I don't think there should be rules as to when you can wear what clothes. I, I mean, other than like basic decency, and even that, I think that there's a lot of basic decency stuff that kind of goes overboard. I think most people sh- could or should be shirtless most of the time. The only people who shouldn't be are people who are easily get cold. Isn't shirts a, are pointless. Why, why are shirts pointless? There's nothing to cover. John, John are when you, you familiar with pants? When you put on pants, Henry, you cannot deny me this. Pants were invented because people didn't want you rubbing your genitals on everything. Okay, True. There's they a little you thing... walking by their stall in the market and rubbing your genitals on their pomegranates. They didn't want that, so they invented pants. Our our planet revolves around a little thing known as the sun that yeah. emits deadly UV rays that causes melanoma on mm-hmm. human skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're one of the people who believe that, huh? <laughs> not, yes. that not that the yeah. sun heals you, triples your testosterone, and makes you a great podcast co-host. Well, you should sun your, what's the word, perillennium? Perineum. Perineum. You you should sun your millennium. You should sun your millennial. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Your millennial sun. Anyway, um, yeah, I I feel like shirts protect people from getting, like, gruesomely burnt. That's what, hold on, that's what cloaks are for. Cloak no shirt. Cloak no shirt. Let me tell you, I went to a Renaissance festival not two weeks ago, and did I stay up till 1.30 in the morning sewing my own cloak? Yes, I did. But I think in in that process, I realized that cloaks are really uh, underrated pieces of clothing. They're kind of light. You can wear them in multiple different ways. Like, I'm someone with a bald head who's tall and very white, so I'm constantly at risk for melanoma, gotta apply sunscreen, wear hats, the hats make me break out, it's a whole thing. A cloak, you just put the hood up. If you get cold, you close it around you, or if you just don't want to be seen. It's great. It's like a This is why people like hoodies. They're just big, soft things that protect your whole upper body. Bring back cloaks. Take away shirts. All pants white. No shoes. Barefoot is legal. Okay. I I literally just found your perfect aesthetic, and I sent it to you on Discord. Okay, let me just go ahead and (laughs) open up Discord. 
yes, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, Black so this pants, is... uh, no shoes, no shirt, magician's cloak, uh, painstakingly quaffed hair. This is, yeah, this is Eddie Redmayne and Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I did not realize uh, that that was Eddie Redmayne, but absolutely perfect. 100% what it should be. Yeah, um... All right, so yeah, coming to <laughs> coming to high fashion this fashion season. <laughs> no shirt, big cloak, barefoot. As many people have said, Jupiter ascending presaged every great fashion trend. Let me tell you, yeah, people watched that movie and thought good ideas. Absolutely, they watched it and they thought everything will be like this in. 10 to 20 years. Absolutely. Was that a Wachowski's? It was. Film? It was a, a Wachowski siblings film. I, you know, I'll watch it. I watched Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. How much worse than that could it be? I was once watching um, Jupiter Ascending. And I forget the exact details, but I think it might have been, it might have been you and Allison texted me hey we're in the domain come hang out and i was like yes absolutely (laughs) absolutely i do not wish to continue to watch jupiter ascending i feel like i was in like a a a horrible state of dress like i I was you know probably on like my third movie of a movie marathon and i was was like i i will absolutely clean up and go to the domain rather than sit here and continue to watch this film anything to save me from jupiter we could be saying hey we're signing up for the united states military uh hey we're doing a murder suicide you want to come over and uh no matter what anything to get away from jupiter ascending ja yeah. as they call it yeah ja just agony <laughs> just agony now henry i've got an update mm. i've got a i've got i've also got a pants update a pants update, okay. Now this is interesting. This is ephemeral. This is interesting. This is You can't describe your own topic as interesting. This is fascinating. I I don't I don't this I don't think you can do that. What's important is that there's a weaving. <laughs> ephemeral <laughs> weaving quality. Now I know you you like uh so-called normie news. You like NPR, you like the Associated Press, Reuters, Breitbart, you know, the normal news outlets that you love, uh, and they're very explicit. But I, you know me, I'm a little bit of a fashionista. I love the haute culture, and fashion news is not nearly as explicit as uh, your your typical news, things don't happen in fashion. Things change and weave and bob and become and die. Uh, so, in in the intervening time between the uh, incredible fashion rag Yahoo News posting that Zoe Saldana wore the rule breaking pants, I'm li- I'm living in. Hold on. <laughs> Zoe Saldana wore the rule-breaking pants I'm living in this... Oh, I'm living in this season. Yes, that was the article. In the intervening uh, seven days, an article was posted uh, yesterday. Headline, once again, in the reputable fashion magazine uh, Yahoo Entertainment. Headline, 
Katie Holmes puts a modern twist on, are you sitting down? The big pants trend. Wait. That's right. A trend was born in the eyes of Yahoo News slash Yahoo Entertainment and maybe the zeitgeist as a whole. Zoe Saldana wore the rule-breaking pants. Katie Holmes contributed to the big pants trend. What is the wording of your bingo square exactly? Big pants. You're one headline away. Okay, hold on. What what do you think? Three three headlines. Three headlines for the big pants trend, and that makes it it? Yes. Okay. Because right now we what we have is an introduction mm-hmm. and we have an escalation. Uh-huh. And we just need one more. Because a pattern is not two data points, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. A, to, a trend needs to be at least three data points. Yes. So we need one, just one more article, and okay. you, you will have big pants. One more article, big pants. Noted. I'm going to put two marks next to the bingo. Yeah. I know this is not how bingo works. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm foreseeing people saying... But in bingo, they just call the number, and you cross it off. And this number, ostensibly, has been called twice. What I what I would argue is that uh, anyone saying that has not played real bingo. You've been playing. <laughs> you've been playing like when you bowl and the bumpers are down. That's the bingo you've been playing. Uh, the bingo I play, they say B seventeen part one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're playing three cool bingo for sure. Absolutely. Now, of course, if I do get the big pants and then Elon Musk bankrupts Twitter, Bob Barker dies, and the Antichrist is ascendant, that will, of course, be a bingo. <laughs> All of those are very plausible, except for maybe one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bob Barker is just hanging on. He's immortal is the problem. Uh, but that's probably my easiest one. Otherwise, SBF would need to be found guilty. Henry Kissinger would have to die, and we'd have to get an email from a more popular podcast. Bob Barker is 99 years old. I know, right? He was born December 12, 1923. At least let him get to 100, right? I mean, he can get to 100 as long as he secures me the bingo right before the year's over. That would be fun. That would be a good... A good uh, season finale to this a, little year. A great season finale and a for great his series life. finale to Bob <laughs> Barker's life. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as we play games with existence, uh-huh. <laughs> as we, uh, what, as we trivial, trivialize people's lives for the sake of bingo, let's keep let's keep perspective here. Yes, this is why it's important that we had a notable deaths column, something we both went back and forth about. Yeah. Uh, regarding whether or not it was in bad oh. taste, but here we are wishing for the death of people <laughs> beloved in the American psyche. It's hard to, I mean, the alternative was notable births, and we won't know who's notable for years. The, the I There's only one notable birth that happens every year, and that's Jesus Christ, born every day. <laughs> no, wait, not born every day. Uh, born every year on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yep. We could replace this with notable birthdays. <laughs> notable birthdays. Okay, it's like a birthday that's act well, I'm we're not redoing the categories now. That would be cheating. No, it would still just be people. <laughs> we'd we'd be guaranteed 
to get to get all of them because they'd yeah. all have to happen. Let's wait at least until the halfway point of the year before we go changing stuff to make sure bingos happen. Okay, that's fine. I'm still yeah. holding out for the Antichrist, holding out for a hero, if you will. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was that's what we talked about acapella. last week. That's the best acapella of holding out for a hero I've ever heard. Uh, Well, speaking of holding out for things, John, rest assured your wishes have been answered. Mm. That's right. I know how much you enjoyed the sequel trilogy of one famous, what do they call these things, franchises known as the Star War. Ah, yes. Famously, I love all Star Wars movies. I think they're yes. all good. And uh rest especially assu- solo. Rest well, I don't have news about solo. But Dang rest it. rest assured rest assured. Rest assured. <laughs> John, rest assured knowing that you'll have more to love very, very soon because it was announced. Oh, last- thank God, because if there's one criticism I have about Star Wars and the modern day is there's just not enough of it. I'm glad you said that because it was announced just last week that famous Star Wars actress D- Daisy Ridley mm. is going to be reprising her role as Ray in a new Star Wars film. Cool. <laughs> yes. N- absolutely no shade, no smoke for Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley is great and I think did a great job. Um not a character I think anyone is like champing at the bit to see return. Well, too bad, because Lucasfilm's president, Kathleen Kennedy, announced at Star Wars Celebration in London, London? <laughs> in London last Friday that a new Star Wars movie is coming out with Daisy Ridley playing Rey. Um, Shareem Abed Shinoy, who apparently... Is from something called Miss Marvel. Uh, I have no idea what Miss Marvel is. Well, he's going to direct a, a script by Stephen Knight from Peaky Blinders, and the film will follow the events of Rise of Skywalker and f- will focus on Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. You know, I I do think it would be nice to have one of these films uh, where. Uh, Ray is focused on and is actually like a character and doesn't just have ham fisted things happen to her over yeah. the series of three movies, eh, two and a half movies. Yeah, that'll be it. And we're, we're making history here because uh, the project is marking several major milestones for the franchise. Abed Shinoy is the first woman and the first person of color to direct a Star Wars movie. Good. That needs to happen more often. Yeah, needs pe- to have happened more often, actually. That's a good way to say it. It needs to have already happened, but it's great that it's happening now. Uh, the Pakistani filmmaker won two Academy Awards for documentary short in 2011 for Saving Face and in 2015 for A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness. And she most recently directed two episodes of Miss Marvel for Disney+. Plus. 
I truly oh is uh, that must be the one with um Kamala. Yeah, no, um, I love Kamala. Khan, Kamala Khan. I love uh, Kamala yeah. Khan. Kamala Khan's a great character. And that show I bet is that show's fine. It was very enjoyable. Um it was very it, it was definitely skewing to a younger audience. And but that didn't really matter. It was just a fun little romp through uh, New Jersey. Yeah, I love I love New Jersey. Uh I was actually really excited about that and then we canceled Disney Plus. Uh That's fine. but I'm I'm sure that show was good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, uh, I mean, we're getting more Star Wars. We're getting more Daisy Ridley as Rey. She's the only one who's been attached. Um, I don't know if anyone else who was in those movies wants to come back. You know, I uh, from what I understand, wasn't uh, wasn't a pleasant experience, and no one was particularly happy with how they were treated by the studio making those movies. <laughs> And, uh, I, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and no fault to the people who don't want to come back. I, and I you I'm know, not... for what it's worth, they all went on the record saying the fans treated them so well. They were oh. so happy <laughs> to go to conventions. No. Um, they got a lot of, interestingly, life threats. Uh, threats mm-hmm. of them living yeah. long, happy lives. And uh, they didn't... Uh, completely shy away from the public light due to from the public eye due to the completely horrible awful toxic fans yeah. uh, of children's movies about space wizards yeah yeah i mean for certain individuals for sure got an overwhelming amount of online hate for just absolutely no reason uh, other than that they existed and were in a star war how dare you not be what i expect i what, guess what i don't get is uh, poor john boyega pr- portraying finn got so much online hate and i just wanted to know like would you does buddy d williams get the same amount of vitriol i mean probably not because th- here's the problem Ki- these people when they saw star wars they loved everything about it but they learned they they loved everything about it because it was like the background noise to their childhood and they they loved the like uh the the dynamism and the fun and the whimsy and the DIY nature of the original Star Wars movies which everyone loves that's why everyone has a love affair with those movies um and they just love everything about them but in the intervening years between those movies coming out and the new movies coming out, they learned to hate. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they learned to be insular, overly online pricks who have to defend something that they didn't make and mostly isn't even good because they have nothing going on in their lives. Yeah, somewhere between the original trilogy and the and the prequel series, this happened too. Because, uh, yeah, poor... Hayden Christensen, oh wow, Hayden Christensen got bullied sort of out of being an actor, and mm-hmm. the poor kid who played young Anakin in Podraced, who was just doing his job as a child, got like thoroughly uh, harassed wherever he went, and it, it, so somewhere between, you know, um, what's the third one called? 
Uh, ugh, Revenge no. of the Sith. Re- no, no, Return God. of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I'm yeah. going to go walk off a bridge. Right? Somewhere between Return of the Jedi and, and The Phantom Menace, uh, hate entered all of the fans' hearts um, because they started attacking a literal child and an actor doing his best. Yes. With it's... material that honestly was not for them. The Phantom Menace is very much a children's movie. You know... My argument, all Star Wars movies are very much children's movies. Uh, Hands get cut off. No cartoon does. Oh, Adventure Time and every other cartoon. (laughs) Uh, Yes, they have very manageable levels of violence. um, Totally like infantile adult themes. They're children's movies with very simple, like intentionally oversimplified didactic plots. They are children's movies. Uh, they're great. I love them. Uh, I don't base my personality around them, but they're a huge part of my life. Love those. Love a lot of those movies. I guess some of the movies. It's complicated. But here's the problem. The people who learned to hate never learned that all of, su- all of suffering in life comes from attachment. They just overly attach themselves to something. Imagine how sad and horrible these people's lives must be, that the only thing they have going on is how much they like this one thing. Yeah. I mean, horrible. honestly, if that is their reality, then like guns should be totally illegal. I mean, that should be true anyway. Right. I, I was just trying to make an anti-gun, you know, connect this to something that has nothing to do with. So I can say guns are bad. But yeah, absolutely. Um, it is very sad. But hopefully, if they don't like this new movie starring Ray, they'll like some of these other movies that are being made, John. Hopefully, if they don't like this movie starring Ray, they can uh, fuck off. Uh, but yes, please, other Star Wars movies. I love yeah. them. Along with Obey Chinoy's film, Kennedy also announced that James Mangold, who just directed Lucasfilm's upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and Dave Filoni, executive pro- producer of the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian and Ashoka, Okay, Dave Filoni, OG Star Wars comic guy with a very keen creative eye. Pretty sure he did like the Clone Wars cartoon and uh, Rebels. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did Rebels Mm -hmm. too. Um, Well, uh, they are directing an up two upcoming Star Wars movies, and of course that that rogue. That filmmaking rogue Taika Watiti is also developing a Star Wars feature in which he would direct and star. And let's not forget that Sean Levy is still attached to direct a Star Wars movie following his work on Marvel's Deadpool 3 and the next, the Netflix limited series, All the Light We Cannot See. That's right. Four Star Wars, five, including the one we're talking about today. Five Star Wars movies. Uh, John, it's never has there ever been a better time to be a Star Wars fan. I I'm like a pig in shit. Also, James Mangold directed and maybe wrote Logan and Ford v Ferrari, two movies I like quite a bit. So that's the, I'm excited for that one. Maybe not the Taika Waititi one so much. I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm souring a bit on Taika Waititi just because I didn't like uh, Thor: Love and Thunder that all that much. Um, I'm I'm only souring on him in that his uh, very understated 
movies about the magic of childhood, like uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, were incredible. And then he uh, attacked a staid film franchise with a kind of irreverent glee that then every single other movie copied because it was so magical. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I guess, tried to bring uh, a similar creative voice with a twist to the sequel to that, and it just was not good. Uh, and I don't know. I love Taika Waititi, I guess. <laughs> I like him in small batches. The problem is, uh, he, you know, Hollywood's having this love affair with him, and he keeps doing this thing where he puts himself in his in the stuff he's doing, and, and then I, I get tired of him. Yeah, he's just kind of everywhere. You know what's yeah. great? When he came out of nowhere... <laughs> And did something huge, and everyone loved it. But you know what? When when someone's everywhere, and for what it's worth, Taika Waititi's long-standing shtick has been that he's better and bigger and more self-aware than the people around him, which absolutely does not wear thin when you're not everywhere. But when you're everywhere and you do that, not cute anymore. Right. But you know, good on him. He should have all the threesomes he wants. I uh, guess. No, I mean... Somebody's got to have them, I guess. <laughs> Somebody's got to have them. I mean, if anybody's having them, it might as well be him. Yeah, I mean, agreed. <laughs> Listen, the council a, has voted. There's only a certain number of them to go around every year. And if somebody's yeah. going to get one. Honestly, it should go to the person with the most experience of having them. Because, you know, otherwise everyone's disappointed. Yeah, no. A lot of people were like, the threesome should go to the people who've had the least threesomes. I'm like, you no, really don't want to. You, you, you really don't. don't want that to happen. Yeah, that dog don't hunt. <laughs> that, that dog don't hunt. Yep. Or I guess that dog don't hump. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that threesome does not have that dog in it. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 New Star Wars movie <laughs> New coming Star Wars, out. James Mangold, Mr. Logan, Mr. Claus, Sean Taika Levy. Waititi, we're sick of oh, the him. other guy. The other Sean guy Levy mentioned. was in a show that I can't stand to watch more than five minutes of. What show? Uh, Shit's Creek. Is that Sean Le- Levy? No. I thought that was Eugene Levy's son. His name is Dan Levy. Oh, who's Sean Levy? Um. I'm not Googling. You're Googling. Uh, he's uh, he a Canadian free film. guy. Night at the Museum. The Atom Project. Real bangers. <laughs> and Deadpool 3. Uh, did, Deadpool 3 is not out. Yeah, it comes out next year. Oh, shit. He directed Real Steel. Holy shit. With um, Gerard Butler. N- um, I was thinking of Hugh Jackman. Uh, it might have been Hugh Jackman. The one with the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, right? It's Hugh Jackman. It's not Gerard yeah. Butler. He was in Olympus Has Fallen. He was in? Gerard Wait, no, Butler? Gerard Butler. Gerard yeah. Butler. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Night, Night at the Museum and Big Fat Liar and Cheaper by the Dozen director and the internship director uh, is cool. going to direct I, a Star cool. Wars film. Cool, man. Cool. Look, Free man. guy, right? Free guy was fine. Uh, so I'm excited about one of these things. Dave Filoni can do no wrong. It's gonna be it's gonna be a Shoka the movie. Great, absolutely. 
Who cares about Ashoka? I do. Also, it's Ahsoka. Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. Uh, also, it's Billy D. Williams from earlier. Uh, Buddy D. Williams. <laughs> it's Buddy D. Williams. Am I th- but, but Buddy D. No, nope, still not right. You're thinking of King DDD. <laughs> yes, the other very prominent black Af- <laughs> black African American. <laughs> oh man, I, I really it's it's really a shame that they did not go with King DDD Williams for Star Wars. <laughs> His name's Billy D. Williams. What do you know? Yeah, it is. His name's William December Williams Jr. Uh-huh. That's an awesome fucking name. <laughs> it, I love that name, William December Williams Jr. Oh my gosh! I I, I liked when uh, King DDD was um, was Lando Calrissian because he was like, "How you doing, you old pirate?" And they just like hit Han Solo with a big hammer. Yeah, and, and please call him December 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 as. Yeah, King December, December, December. That is his name. (laughs) Gotta say, for podcast titles, we're between King December, December, December Williams and that threesome does not have that dog in it. Yep, we are. We're we're battling this week for sure. Uh, But I think it's time to move away from Star Wars. Look, we're going to be talking about Star Wars for the next 10,000 years. If uh, Disney has anything to say about that old mouse, not Ron DeSantis has anything to say about it. Ron DeSantis? Ron Ron DeSantis. You know he's on that whole, like, Disney gay people are groomers train, right? Right. I do know that. And I do know in retaliation, Disney announced just today that uh, they're having their first official Pride Night in Disneyland. Yeah, and Ron DeSantis is like, I'm going to build a state prison next to Disneyland. Um, well, I, he, that would be a really good feat because he's the governor of California and Disneyland's – wait, no, the governor of Florida and Disneyland's in uh, California. I think – well, Disney World is in Florida. World Disney World is in, is in Florida. No, no, no. You got it back. Disneyland is in California. I said what I said. You said and wrong. It was wrong. <laughs> uh disneyland Let's just correct each other that's good disney yeah. world is in florida ron DeSantis is the governor of florida yes here's my thing ron yeah if there's any corporation that could have someone killed <laughs> and get away with it no 100 <laughs> percent. yeah here's the thing ron they could have goofy kill you and they'd still get away with it <laughs> Goofy could shoot you in the street, a Times Square, and no one would bat an eye. He could shoot you Jack Ruby style in broad daylight, and no one would say anything. Is Jack Ruby the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah. Okay. I think so. You know, I need to read my JFK assassination book again. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Ruby kills Lee Harvey Oswald. You said that in the present tense. Is this <laughs> so it goes? We all, know it. we all know it from that really cool picture. Where he's shooting him? Where he's shooting him. Um, uh, but no, Goofy could kill you in broad... We're talking a lot about famous people dying. It's important to say that this is parody and we wish all of them a long life. Speaking of people we want dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm kidding. 
Uh, John, have you heard about this new thing coming uh, that 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 Warner Brothers is doing? Uh, dibba dibba That's all, folks. Yeah. So uh, when I say Warner Brothers, of course, I mean Warner Brothers Discovery, <sighs> who is now one of the newest multimedia fucking tyrants who are making just the, the most god awful decision I've ever ever seen in marketing. I love it so much. I've tweeted about it, so people who follow the Twitter will know. Are you familiar with the streaming service HBO Max? I watch everything on HBO Max. Now, in Europe, except I've been watching a lot of Love Is Blind lately, and that's not on HBO Max. That's, but One Hundred yeah. Foot Wave is okay. So is Succession on HBO yeah. Max. I don't know if we discussed this, but I poured myself a, a giant mason jar of wine <laughs> before the podcast started, and I've finished it. Uh, I, I drank two lawnmowers, so I'm super fucking refreshed. I'm very sleepy. Wake up, John. I have uh, a quiz for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. HBO Max. I gotta remember the lyrics. Gotta remember the lyrics to my favorite system of a down song. Wake up. Don't you want to get a little wake up? Oh, I wanted to. <laughs> now no, no, I'm awake. <laughs> HBO Max, John. Mm. Of, those, of those two words hbo mm. and max mm-hmm. which one carries the most weight boo let's see this is like asking me <laughs> this is like asking me for the streaming service name disney plus which carries more weight disney or plus uh, because the streaming service model for established media imprints is just to put their name followed by completely extraneous one word or symbol things that imply that you're getting the more or the most i'm gonna say hbo and i would agree with you i would agree with you that hbo over decades have have fine-tuned their branding Mm, to be so not hbo is not television you know it's hbo it's hbo they they have cemented their branding through years of hard-worn marketing campaigns and delivering quality show after show, premiere television, they defined the genre. Of course, some of the best HBO shows are uh, Billions, Entourage, Vinyl, Hung, Hung. John Hung. from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's, there's some misses in there, but uh, I, I'm building up to be facetious for a point because Warner brothers discovery and announced last week that, uh, they're pivoting the streaming service to just be called max. I don't even want a subscription to max, just max. And the tagline for max is it's where you go. If you want to watch HBO, (laughs) (laughs) that's not, that's not right. That's it's not real. real. It's, it, it's real. It's real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing that is happening. HBO Max is becoming just Max with a tagline. It's, it's where you go for HBO. And uh, yeah, it's so dumb. Here's what I would have done. Take away the Max. Yeah. Consolidate all of HBO's offering everything up to HBO because that I think maybe the issue is that there will be things on there that aren't necessarily airing on the HBO cable channel. Right. 
but if you for, could finagle it in such a way yeah. that the name is just HBO, you take your fucking Chip and Joanna Gaines flipping some shitty Waco Castle show, yeah. and then you imbue it with the uh-huh. cachet of HBO. Absolutely. All of your product offerings become elevated because they're synonymous now with HBO. Um, they went in the opposite direction and, and thought HBO is a little too pretentious for our Chip and Joanne Gaines fuckers. <laughs> we just want to be called Max, but we also want to identify it as the place where HBO shows are. Yeah, um, because we don't want to lose the pretentious fucks who watch HBO, but we don't want to alienate the fuckers who just watch. Ch- it's all fucking with these with these executives. Oh, I I don't want to watch Chip and Joanna Gaines colon the castle on hbo that means every episode someone's gonna get fucked or killed exactly yeah i'm like i don't want to watch succession on max and it's like well too fucking bad you idiot it it honestly and this just speaks to how powerful branding is the idea that i would open max to watch succession makes me want to watch succession less and it's my favorite tv show no yeah i mean honestly if i'm a person with my show on hb it's like fucking infinity train died for this bullshit like (laughs) so dumb anyway so these fuckers these fucking fuckers they announced that uh yes they they have signed a deal with one legendary author and even more legendary turf jk rowling oh i thought you were gonna say Anne rice no for <laughs> i think she's dead lestat uh for if you're a... listening to this and you're a big lestat fan <laughs> they've committed <laughs> they've committed to 10 years a 10 year harry potter tv show cool Going through the original books, recasting the iconic roles played by some of the finest young actors of the last two generations, uh, all for the sake of giving the turf more money. All for the sake of giving a pretty horrible person who wrote eight okay children's books, millions seven. upon millions. Seven? Seven. Oh. There were eight, there were eight movies. movies. Yes, there was not it's... a Deathly Hallows Part Two move book. No, no, uh, that sucks. Uh, but I, I think the thing that concerns me more is that implicates that maybe a Rupert Grint, a Daniel Radcliffe, and a ooh, what's her name? Emma Watson, Emma Stone. God, it'll come to me. Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Emma Moriarty. Uh, what an awful believer joke. Um, will they be in it? Uh, maybe as cameos. Oh, so it doesn't actually say it just is reprising the roles. I, oh no, they're not going to be reprised. They're, they're old now. So they won't be coming back. Did you say something in that headline about like the greatest children actors no what am <laughs> i, I going insane <laughs> I, I i said the legendary author and even more legendary turf uh no 
I think you said something else, but are you okay? I think you said something else. It's fine. Bring him back. Crab and Goyle, the TV show. <laughs> um, <laughs> make a TV show, but the Irish kid who only knows how to blow things up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make, make a show around Cho Chang. Yeah. Who... Make, make a show where, you know what? Just every episode is going to be about a, a different character with a different ethnicity with a name that's so not offensive. The one Asian student, Cho Chang. The one Irish student is called like Chops McGillicuddy. And he, <laughs> he only blows things up. Uh, yeah, his name was Colin McIrish. Colin McIrish, of course. Uh, and then uh, bring in the, the Scottish characters, Kilty McHaggis, MacHaggis. MacHaggis. The, the, the Welsh character, the Isle of Man. <laughs> this is a sentient island. Yep. Sucks. Uh, this sucks. Yep. Ten years, a new Harry Potter series. They're committed. I hope it falls flat on its fucking face. I think there's nothing to indicate that the magic has left this franchise. There's there's no, no yeah. There's but, no massive high profile multi-million dollar loss golem showing that all love and goodwill has exited the world, the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Uh, not at all. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah. Can't think of, they're really striking while the iron is just the coldest it could be. Absolutely. I mean, hot, hot, hottest, hottest it could be. Warner brothers is uh, Harry Potter and DC, right? That is correct. John. If here's the thing, there is no way J.K. Rowling being an ignorant, prolific turf would stop them if Ezra Miller going on a rampage in Hawaii, allegedly grooming uh, children and then breaking into people's houses in Vermont. If that didn't stop them from going forward with the flash movie, nothing will stop them from doing anything. They're oh yeah. Gonna, they're going to make a blue beetle <laughs> series starring Louis CK. Uh, they're going to, they're going to air uh, Dave Chappelle specials 24 hours a day on a special tile on the new app. Nothing is going to stop them. Absolutely. Um, there's a blue beetle movie coming out this year. Starring Louis CK. No, Chris D'Elia? Uh, no. Okay. Um, his name is Zolo. How do you pronounce X? How do you pronounce X? Yeah, in Spanish. A lot of different ways, depending on yeah. depending on what you're talking about. Um, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. That's you know what? Sometimes we don't know how to pronounce a name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, wait. What if I click on his name? Is there a pronounce? No, there's not. That would be nice. That would be nice. What if I go to Wikipedia? Is there a... Oh, in Spanish, it's uh, Jolo. Jolo. Yeah, Jolo Meriduina. Cool. Is going to be... Uh, uh, what is what is the character's name? The Blue, Blue Beetle. Beetle. Yeah, I'm, no, but I'm the character's name. I'm a booster name. gold person myself. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm more of a Ted Cord. I forget. Uh, yes, it's uh, Jaime, Jaime Reyes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm more I'm more of a Ted Cord Blue Beetle guy, but uh, DC has killed that man forever. <laughs> DC's killed that man forever. Uh, everyone's so excited. You know, if Ezra Miller hadn't done all those things, I'd actually be genuinely excited for the Flash movie. It does seem kind of cool. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. I love metatextuality. It's the best. Kevin Costner. That's not his name. Val Kilmer. Michael Keaton. That's not his name either. Michael Keaton is the Batman. Listen, whoever the fuck made Birdman or the intolerable deliciousness of evil or whatever it was called, whoever made that to be a, um, a, an observation about how it feels to have portrayed a superhero and now be living a normal life and be haunted by that forever. Uh, you know, fuck that. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. So take that Alejandro Gonzalez, Inaratu, Nicholas, Gaia Cobone, Alexander, Dine Larius Jr. Armand and Armando Bo, who listen, th- those were the put- written buys. <laughs> You put $25 million in Michael Keaton's pocket, he'll do whatever. He'll do whatever. He'll be uh, the vulture. He's not. You think? Do you think for a second that man's tired of having wings? He's had wings his whole goddamn life. They keep giving him wings. They keep giving him wings. Vulture, Batman, Birdman, Multiplicity. He had wings in Multiplicity? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the stupid clone of himself had big old bat wings. I didn't know that. Yeah. Deleted scene, BTS. Okay. Uh, The K-pop group. Mm -hmm. Blackpink? That what? Also a K-pop group. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's enough disappointment for (laughs) one week. (laughs) I had three topics to talk about. I I prepared. I didn't know you prepared. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. You know what? They're timeless. Okay, we can do them next week. They're timeless, assuming none of these people die before next week. I will not prepare anything for next week. So No, bring, I'm going to forget. Bring your A-game. No. Bring A-game, at least. I'll bring a game. All right, cool. And if you want us to play games with you, well, you have to get in contact with us, and here's how you're going to do that. You can send us a tweet on ElonMuskFailingTwitter.com. At ZCPCWHJ on failingtwitter.com. And Sean knows what that stands for. That, of course, stands for Birdman or the z- or the zany uh, people. Wait, hold on. The zany, crazy people carrying whole huge jars that is correct uh we're also on a bunch of other stuff oh my gosh uh you can send us an email to zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com we need to schedule a meeting to discuss how to fix that domain name uh probably would take two seconds but there's a lot going on so i get why we haven't done that yet uh we're also on every social not social we're not on every social media we're god no we're not on every social media we're just on twitter basically uh but we're on a lot of different podcast apps including but not is this what are we oh what yeah you what do you want do you want me to mention that john 
Okay. Uh, to answer your question, though, yes, we we did sign up. Uh, we are on a bunch of different podcast apps, including but not limited to Google Podcasts, uh, Yahoo Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, and others. However you're listening to us, please leave a rating and a review on that app. It can only help us out. And let us know you did so on by getting in contact in one of the other two methods, either tweet or email, so we can read your review. We would love to read reviews. We are starved for content. Uh, but the most important thing you can do is tell somebody to listen to this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. My mom listened to an episode of our podcast recently. Whoops. Sorry, Mom. Uh, she said no judgment, and I said, <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Anyway, tell somebody about the podcast, because if you tell them, the podcast gets stronger, and we can finally summon enough energy to do the spirit bomb and defeat Frieza. That's right. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. And, of course, if Henry's mom is listening to this episode, uh, I'm sure that uh you caught this but henry didn't frieza was of course defeated by a one-handed kamehameha and only disabled by a spirit bomb by super saiyan goku good catch henry's mom and (laughs) (laughs) i have nothing to add i'm sorry from everyone here at the zero credits, God, I gotta move out of this house studios. And Henry has also unfortunately gonna move out of <laughs> his house because he can't afford his mortgage anymore. Sorry to put you on blast. That's not true. Henry, listen, Henry's mom. He's in real trouble. <laughs> oh, God. He's in real trouble financially. He's up to his eyeballs. He bought all these goddamn beanie babies. That's not true. His marriage is on the rocks. That's not true either. Why would you put that out there? His car broke down. That's also not true. She was just here. And his dog has COVID. (laughs) Uh, You do not wish COVID on my dog. You really gotta bail him out. Studios, we'd like to wish you a happy week. Bye, Mom. (laughs) Bye, Mom. (laughs) Ha ha ha!